Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> His early break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We mentioned it earlier, but yeah, Casey Tominaga is coming back to Nebraska next season. He tried out for the Pacers, or he was doing a workout for the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you might call that a tryout. Tryout, workout. Regardless, he's going to be back at Nebraska next year. Zach Eady also back at Purdue. That is incredible to me. And then the Creighton got both their guys. They got Trey Alexander back and Ryan Kalkbrenner. Okay, now back. wait. You're dropping a lot on me here. I know. So there, we knew about big Kalk, news late last night. We knew about Kalkbrenner, who is the center. Yep. Uh, he he actually made Creighton's that move. Creighton's going to have a heck of a team. They're going to Yeah, I hate to say it, but Yeah, they're loaded. Jake. They're going to be they're, they're going to be good. Now Coming Nebraska, at you. Nebraska beat them last year yes. in their building. They Don't did. forget that. They that did. game's in Lincoln this year. So and Tominog is back. So Nebraska owns Creighton right now. They you, they you're right. Yes. Nebraska Trey, owns Creighton. Trey Alexander. That's also significant. There is a, that was a surprising return. for the, People thought he was gone for sure. He is back, though, for Creighton. So big big news for Creighton yesterday and Nebraska getting Tominaka back. And Zach Eady, you guys, I mean, I, I you don't need to tell me. He was going to be a second-round pick if he was picked I, at all. I was seeing late second round. Not even, like, <laughs> not even top of the second round, but late second be, round. Because he doesn't fit the current NBA, nope. which is Greyhounds, six-foot six and above he's seven not four. all of them he's just a big guy that yeah he's very athletic though he is very athletic right i love how jay no? makes it sound as if yes how it makes it sound as if you know the mid to late second round is, is awful who is the best player in the nba right now and should have won his third straight mvp Jokic. and when was he taken jake mid second round thank you like 41st overall thank you yeah. so, so the best player who's, who's, who's a hall of famer just, just make Jokic, sure that's clear. Jokic, first ballot, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Jokic can hit the deep shots. He doesn't yeah. take that many threes, but he can hit threes. He, he's had, he should have won his third MVP. He should have won MVP. Yes, yes. He, he should, should have. have. Yeah, absolutely. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. He's, he was, it was the MVP. For absolutely. Yes. No, no argument. I here. mean, that was almost incredible the way that worked out, that Embiid got, got it in the regular yeah. season. And then you saw in the playoffs, oh, my God. Oh my God! Who's more valuable? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that one was pretty clear, and it's yeah. still pretty clear. Yeah. Who's more valuable? Yeah, that was a bad. I mean, that I don't know. We don't need to get into all that. I guess it's just voter. Let's fatigue. just say this: voter the, fatigue on 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 Jokic. The Sixers won a game or two without Embiid against Boston. Yeah. Lost a series. The Nuggets yeah. aren't winning a game without Jokic. Well, when Embiid yeah. came back, they faltered. Yeah. Badly right, in the right. final game, in, in the elimination right. game, he yep. he was a no show along with Harden. By the mm-hmm. way, both were, hey, they were both no shows, and that was your MVP. Harden's yeah. got to be like forty years old. <laughs> I think he's thirty. He's thirty six, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It, that's that, that's harder for him. Again, he played against yeah. Nebraska in like two thousand eight yeah. or so in at the <laughs> Devaney Center. I mean, I was there. Yeah. I saw. <laughs> I was in the stands. <laughs> I, was, I had I a good game plan for him. I wasn't though. in college he's, yet. He's I was his, in high he's school. He's on his third still. team. It's his third team. I thought, yeah. I thought Cipriano yeah. had a good game plan <laughs> for him. <laughs> 
Moliva really beat him up. <laughs> yeah. Moliva was the assistant. Uh, he was the defensive coach. They didn't play in the Devaney, did they? They played over in the Coliseum. Uh, no, <laughs> the box and one. Devaney, <laughs> Harden wasn't around when the Devaney was around. <laughs> there was no three-point line, was there? Was there a three-point no. line? When James there was a peach basket. basket. There was no, no shot clock. Uh, uh, I think he's... Him and I, I think he's interviews. like 40 years old. Yeah, yeah he's I'll old. get it. No, oh, I'll get it later. Thank you. Okay. Josh, before. can you get that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh sad Josh. Josh. Oh. He's, yeah. he's doing good. He's got a we, rock we and roll miss, We just missed Josh. That's always yes. we miss him. Um, yeah. We, Bill sent this in the chat the other day, but Paul Christ, the former yes. Wisconsin Paul, thank head you, coach, Bill. Is, thank is in coaching, so he's an assist, a special assistant to Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> on the Texas football staff. <laughs> My question is, are, are we surprised he didn't pop up for any co- head coaching jobs anywhere this cycle? We ne- you never heard his name at all. My take on that is, what? which I feel very well connected with, okay. oh, what? is that he in no way was looking to be back in the game Got as a head coach. Got it. He had buyout money that mm. he took. Life is good. And there is to, to be a head coach now, it's a lot. And so when you've been a head coach at Pittsburgh and been, been one at Wisconsin – it's a lot. There's a well, lot. Is, a, it, more, a, is it more than it used to be? Absolutely. Then, the, the, then the how man, many the, years? The managing ago? of your own roster is definitely more difficult now than what it was. And you never had to deal with a salary cap in your locker room. So there's a lot of things that there's just so much more going on. And the availability is the thing. So right now, let's just, let's just take a coach rule. He basically is asked to be available like 24 7. So all of a sudden, let's just say that uh, let's just say it was a month ago, and Dylan Rayola texts you at two a.m. You want to respond to the text, yeah, that type of thing. You're available twenty four seven as an assistant. The number of times where I like to, I've told my wife like I got to take this, I got I got to answer this, I got I got I got to do this. That's you're you're it's twenty four seven. So you just figure out a time in your life. Some people now that's just like hey, this is where I'm at. I've always felt very strongly for some coach they get over the top of the. Of the well, what am I going to do now? For oh, you know, go enjoy your life. You're like a Nick Saban at age seventy. He's like, I really enjoy what I do, and I know he's on. He went to vacation to to Paris, wherever he went to, real quickly to go over there with his wife. But I think sometimes those people are just like that. That's it. And some people have a life like you know, maybe I do want to enjoy five years of my life before I die. So, so you, because of what you said, I think there probably will be more coaches like Rule who have done it, who have amassed an enormous sum of money and say, I don't need to do this again. I'm not going to go through it, especially yeah. now. Especially because one especially of the, now, one right? Of the, one of the reasons you got into the game was you really enjoyed the player meetings, the player interaction, and you enjoyed the schematics of the game. You okay. enjoyed offense, defense. Paul's a 100% offensive guy. He enjoys uh, trying to dissect a defense, and he enjoys calling plays. That's what he enjoys. He doesn't enjoy the other part of it. You know, and you have to enjoy all parts of it. The other part. You know, he doesn't want to be in the weight room at 5 a.m. for these early morning workouts. He doesn't want to be – that's not what, what what interests him right now. But as a head coach, you have to be able – you have to be able to handle all phases of those. There, There is no more of the – you know, like that, of the – you know, the of the, hey, we're in, I'm just up in the tower, head coach. Head coach has to be extremely involved. And the head coach recruiting, like I said, when you went through a lot of times that the assistant coaches – did 98 percent of the recruiting the head coach would come to the house once to that the head coach wasn't involved he really wasn't wow. he, he had some involvement now especially when you talk about certain players like that they are recruited by the head coach 
that's who recruits him. And they basically deal with the head coach only. As a position coach, coordinator, you're involved. But it used to be like that. You had an area. Like I said, I, when I recruited Alex Smith to, to Utah, I recruited him. I handled it all. I was a defensive back coach. I'm the one who recruited. I, <laughs> I, did, I, I, I did every aspect of the recruiting. Every single thing was like that. And uh, Coach McBride came to the house one time. Came to the house, saw him. But you got credit for it. The, but, but, yeah, that's – that I did, yes, but the, the situation that that would never happen. Right. Now. I mean, if I'm if I, if I have a quarterback, first of all, right away is that on offense, everyone that that's the one position that I will get that, that I will get up in arms about because it'll be kind of like that. Yeah, I think I got a really good quarterback. They just tell you to stand down. No, the, the, the whole offense staff. I, do we, they? We do quarterbacks. I do stand down. Defensive backs. Defensive backs. You, you stay get, in your lane, you Bush. Get away from me. It's like I, we handle all of that. So it's so arm? annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. That's, you got that's the hand? It. You get the hand by everything. I, wow. I got this. Wow. Okay, now hold on. Now, Ed Ogeron didn't give me the hand. Steve Ensminger didn't. didn't give me the hand at, at, at LSU. They're like, what, what do you got? But for the most part, it's – Kind of worked out too. It kind of worked out. It kind of worked out. You had the best team in the history of college football. Um, (laughs) (laughs) First overall draft pick. But you do. You get the hand on that. But it was fun back in the day. I'd be recruiting an offensive lineman, a running back, a quarterback, a DB, a D lineman. You handled all the recruiting parts of it. Then it got kind of turned over. Hey, I got to get the position coach more involved and the coordinator more involved. Now it's so specific when you come in. Uh, you have some tie to them in some some fashion, but it gets turned over pretty quickly on who the main the main recruiter is in the in the group. Was that taboo for me to say that? By the way, what what's taboo? <clears throat> the LSU 2019 was the best college football team in history. They're definitely the conversation you can't you can't keep, keep them out of the conversation. I mean, I'm sitting in Lincoln, Nebraska. You're gonna say for sure without a doubt? They're the best. Oh, I don't know. I, I there's mean, a great argument for them for right, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, 95. I don't Nebraska. think you, you can ever is that. There's there's really only three teams in the conversation. 95 Nebraska. 95 Nebraska is it? 01 Miami. Miami, Miami, and then 19 LSU. That's, 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 the, that's the, the, the three. Only, that's, that's the three. That's the three that are that are in the in the conversation. Okay. Then the other thing is some people are on the text line are probably going a simple. We have a coach at Nebraska who's had three jobs and he took another one rule. Okay. I mean, I was saying, like, some guys might just say, I'm not going to do this in this in this current climate yeah. of NIL, one-time yeah. transfer rule, all that. And, and that's they're, – they're nice that I, I was not clear enough on that. It's very doable. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is like, I'm, I'm done with this. Paul was one that was done with all of those all things. All that crap. That stuff, all the stuff, all the, all the, the, the other stuff. Because you have to be – Engaged in those in every detail of your program. You There's have a to, lot more details. You have to have you have to have adults in the room that handle all of their stuff until the head coach needs to know. With that, with what? Okay, this is this is this this is the head coach situation. But the head coach is very much aware. The head coach that's not aware of everything will fail. By the way, Paul Christ was 67 and 26 at Wisconsin. Yeah, that, that's unreal. Got well, how, 67 how about and 26. The, uh, Big Ten record. I don't it was, have. It was th- I believe I he was three okay. time. At least twice. He was three-time, I think, Big Ten Coach of the Year. 67 and 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Ten record, 43 and 18. Fired after two and three starts. Two and three starts. Yeah. I I believe there was more to the story on that. There might have been. I believe there was more to the story of kind of almost like a mutual parting of of ways. Kind of like, you know what, what I'm just saying. I've just... I, I have a hard time believing that if Paul Chris really pushed back that he's getting fired at two and three with that record. At that, I, I have a hard time with that. When we come back, we're moving Bills throws up because Rick Heyman is out today. Early Bills throws up tension. There's tension in the building. We're fine. There's tension. That and song of the day is next on early break on the ticket.